This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 368 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. For the universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford at equestriancollections.com. Howdy, everybody, on this week uh, between Christmas and New Year's, which is always kind of an odd week that nobody really wants to do any work and just hang out and do nothing. It's kind of a great week for doing nothing. But here I am providing you tips on Horse Tip Daily. This is episode number 368. We've been doing this a long time. And uh, that's a lot of tips on equestrianism here at the Horse Radio Network. Well, today we have back with us our expert in nutrition. She is a doctor of nutrition. Her name is Dr. Narada Richards, and she is from Australia. As you'll see, if you've heard her before, you know that accent. We love having her on. She really explains things very well. And of course, she is the founder of one of our other sponsors, FeedXL. And we're going to be back with Dr. Richards right after these words from Equestrian Collections about what to do with your after-holiday money. Did you get a few dollars for Christmas that you are looking to spend on your horse habit? Then Equestrian Collections is for you. Whether you're needing something for you, your kids, or your horse, Equestrian Collections has the selection and the prices that you are looking for. Plus, if you act before December 31st, you will get $10 off your next order of $120 or more just by using the coupon code HORSERADIO, all one word, Horse Radio at checkout. That'll get you $10 off your next order of $120 or more. But you must act now before December 31st for that coupon code just for the listeners of the Horse Radio Network. And that coupon even includes everything in their discount outlet. Check it all out at equestriancollections.com. Well, hi, Dr. Richards, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Hey, Glenn. It's great to talk to you again. Everybody knows that we record these tips a little bit ahead of time, and we record a bunch at once and then spread them out. Well, I can tell you that this one's going to be around the holidays, so uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Hey, same to you. <laughs> I enjoy yourself down there. It's weird. Does Santa Claus like wear swimming trunks and stuff down there? Because, you know, it is like the middle of summer in Australia. Yeah, poor old Santa Claus here. You do see him doing his appearances in our shopping centers and things, and he tends to look quite hot. Um, so I think he, he does need to adapt his um his clothing for when he visits, it's, visits now, us here in Australia. Is Santa Claus down there pulled by reindeer, or do we have kangaroos, or how is he pulled down there? <laughs> well, there's a, a couple of variations on, um, on, I think it's Jingle Bells, the song, and there's there's one where he's pulled by kangaroos and another one where he's driving a rusty Holden ute, which is a very Australian thing. So, um, but, but traditionally he is still pulled by the reindeer and we do, do still leave some lovely hay and things and carrots out for our reindeer. So they enjoy that, I think. Hey, we have something coming up tomorrow. I just talk about getting off topic. This is way off topic, but I, I just thought about it. I want to see if you have ever heard of it. Apparently it was an Olympic sport back in the, as late as the 1920s. It's called ski journing. Have you ever heard of it? No, but I'm interested to hear what it is. Well, it's uh, skiing on skis in the snow pulled by horses. 
Really? So the horses, you know, the, there'll be a rider on the horse, and you'll go like crazy, and they, they're like galloping along, pulling skiers behind them. On, on, wow. Uh, now, uh, they're using a lot of snowboards now, but apparently skis were the big thing. And they'll pull them over moguls and all kinds of stuff. It, it, wow. Apparently, it was an Olympic sport back till uh, the 1920s. I, I know we're having the people they still do it in the united states here and we're having the guy who's the head of the ski joining association on tomorrow morning on the morning show and i'm going the what <laughs> so <laughs> you know it, i have the coolest job in the world i get to learn all this cool stuff that's out there that nobody knew about it you know that would be it would be fun wouldn't it yeah Although i, I mean, think i'd i'd kill myself <laughs> did you know that they do the same thing in water do you guys do that at the Gallop ocean. horses along in the water, and I have I've seen it. I, I don't do it. No. They'll pull they'll pull surfboarders along. The horses will be riding on the beach at a gallop, and they'll wow. the surfboarders will be holding on like a skier, and they'll be surfing along the waves and stuff, being pulled by the horse. Wow, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, we we actually we're actually <laughs> this leads sort of into our next topic here. Um, we, the ski joining does, and of course, ski joining is done on snow, and snow happens when it's cold, and that's what we're in here in the United States. So we're going to talk about feeding horses in winter. Correct. Yes. So um, winter is probably one of the trickiest times for feeding horses. I know we certainly get a lot more inquiry um, and and calls for help with people feeding horses when it's winter time as opposed to feeding, you know, now in, in spring and summer. So um, it can be a little tricky, but there's a few things you can do to make it a bit easier on you and a little bit easier on your horse. Okay. Um, now, the, the first thing I say to people is prepare for winter early. So we know winter's coming up every year. Um, it's a pretty predictable thing. So in your late sort of summer and autumn when the temperatures are still reasonably comfortable and your pasture uh, and hay quality is still good, um, it's a good time to get your horse in, in shape for winter. So if you have one of these typically hard like horses that um, don't do so well during winter and drop their weight um, and, and struggle a bit to, to sort of maintain their health over winter, um, get them a little heavier in condition, I guess, in, in late summer and autumn than what you would normally have them um, during the, the spring and the early part of summer. So that they've got a little bit of, um, I guess, buffer there so that they can lose a little bit Dr. of weight Richard. over winter. Hold on one second. I say that every year. I get myself a little bit buffered up before winter, but it doesn't go away in the middle of winter. See, that's the problem I've got. But so you don't sit outside in a paddock, do you? No, that's true. That's, that's that your is problem. True. Yeah. Maybe that's my problem. Just go and, go and camp out in a paddock for a little while and shiver some of your weight off like a bear. Or, or so you do what a bear does. You just have to stop eating altogether over winter. And so fatten them up before winter is basically what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, don't do this if you have horses like mine that don't lose weight ever. Yeah, mine. Like my um, quarter horse is fat as but, a house. Yeah. yeah. So you get them get them fat and prepare them for winter and then they don't lose any weight and they just put on more more weight in spring and, and you end up with an obese horse. But I call if it you Glenn do, the I mean, Geek Syndrome. That's what I call it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll rename it that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if your horse does lose weight over winter, just put a little bit of extra condition on them in, in the um, warmer months because it's so much easier to do it then. Um, and then they'll just have that little bit of buffer there when they do go into winter. 
Um, the other thing that uh, I often tell people to do in, in the summer is get ready for winter. Like if you rely on hay, particularly over the winter months, um, go and buy your hay in summertime because the supply is high and the demand is low. So you'll end up paying a lot less um, for really good quality hay compared to what, you, you know, you pay massive prices for hay towards the end of winter and it's often not very good quality. So Speaking of which, if, what, what, what do you guys pay for, for hay down there? If, uh, for for alfalfa hay, so for a small square of, of alfalfa that would probably be about sixty pound, uh, we can pay anywhere up to twenty five dollars. <laughs> it's a bit scary. I'm doing, um, a, that- I'm doing a conversion here. I got the calculator uh, exchange rates up. So the American dollar to uh, or the Australian dollar to the American dollar. You said twenty five dollars. Yeah. It's almost one to one at the moment. So. Yeah, it is almost one. You pay twenty five dollars for a bale of hay. We can do. Yeah. Oh it's, my god. Yeah. If we if you buy at the end of summer, you'll pay ten to eleven dollars for a good bale of alfalfa hay. Um, towards the end of winter, you'll pay more. Like um, in a in a normal year. So when when um, there's been a good hay growing season, which we had last summer, you'll we're probably paying. Anywhere from sixteen to twenty dollars at the moment, but if we if we hit a shortage of alfalfa hay, um, or in you know metropolitan areas, so if you're stabling your horses in Sydney, for example, you'll pay up, upwards of twenty five dollars. Oh my god! Um, okay, so for all you Americans out there who pay, like we do, two fifty three dollars a bale, yes, stop uh, complaining. Stop <laughs> complaining. Exactly. <laughs> It is really expensive, and we we have very little choice in hay here as well. Um, We get primarily alfalfa hay, um, and then depending on where you're situated, grass hay is very, very difficult to come across, um, and its quality is really varied. We don't have anything like timothy. Um, so you or, don't have the Timothy know, mixes or anything like that? No, Timothy doesn't really suit our climate here. So as much as I would love um, So do you have able- more of the climate like we have here in Florida where they're, we're dealing with this, basically the sand haze, the broom, the, grass, the broom grass kind of things, and what they call coastal grasses, uh, which uh, is not very nutritious at all. Parts. I mean, you have to remember Australia is a massive country, so yeah. we have most climates. That's true. <laughs> um, but primarily I think the main thing is that because you can um, sell alfalfa for so much no one really bothers growing anything else for hay uh, so most of our grass hay is just cut off paddocks that you know have an abundance of grass it. and no yeah. stock to eat it so they cut it and make hay out of it uh, it's not actually generally not grown we do have oat and hay grown um, but anyway we're getting way off topic no, I know but it was interesting <laughs> I was like <laughs> oh my comparison. gosh um, so the the next thing, so well, um, so buy your hay in summer basically because you'll get a lot better quality and, and it'll be at a lot lower price if you've got somewhere to store it. Um, and it's worth it. Would be I think if you actually did the the um, calculations, it would almost be worth building a shed to store your hay because you would save that amount of money over right. a few years anyway, right. rather than buying hay in bits and pieces um, in the middle of winter. Um, so next tip during winter and the most important thing to do for horses in wintertime is feed plenty of forage. Um, one, because it, it keeps their gut nice and healthy and um, it'll, you know, have them drink plenty of water and, and keep their gut moving. So it reduces the risk of things like colic, which can be a big problem in winter. Um, but it also, when it ferments in the hindgut, it will also keep your horse warm because one of the byproducts of fermentation is heat. So it's actually like a little internal heater for your horse. Um, so really high forage diets during winter are very important from that perspective. Um, and if you do hit I know um, I do it with my horses. You get one of those really miserable days where it just rains all day and it's cold and windy and the poor horses are just looking at you looking miserable. Um, 
instead of going out and giving them an extra feed of grain or pellets or sweet feed, it's much better to throw them extra hay um, because the, that process of fermentation and digestion is going to keep them a lot warmer than what the, the extra um, grain or pellets will do. Mm-hmm. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the next thing is to make sure you condition scoring your horse regularly, um, and we we have done a tip on condition scoring. So um, if you want to go back, I don't know what number it was, Glenn, but um, there is one there if you want to go back and and listen to what condition scoring actually is. But um, the really important thing in winter, um, I know we do it a lot here in Australia, is we rug a lot of our horses in winter because you know it doesn't even get down below freezing, but still we think our horses need rugs. Um, but if you have got a rug on your horse, make sure you're taking it off regularly and having a look at it. Um, what their condition is like because it can change so quickly in winter time that if you you know you don't unrug your horse for two weeks um, anything could have happened under that rug injuries for one um, so you really need to be checking for those um, but also you know you don't want them to lose a lot of weight in winter because it's so hard to put it back on. So make sure you're taking that rug off and, and condition scoring them. Or if your horse um, is able to grow a lovely woolly coat and um, doesn't need a rug or you don't rug them, make sure you're running your hands over them because that coat can also hide a lot of things. So don't just visually look at your horse. Make sure you've got your hand on them and feeling, you know, how easy their ribs are to feel and, and how much condition they've got um, over their neck and over their rump and things like that. By the way, the condition scoring, you dropped me that very subtle hint, uh, <laughs> was uh, Horse Tip Daily 267 and 268. We did a two-part series on condition scoring. You go to horsetipdaily.com and just search for uh, 267 and 268. Thank you. That's great. Okay. Um, so the next thing is, obviously, you need to adjust your horse's diet to control body weight. So if you pick up that your horse is, is actually gaining weight, if you're doing such a good job of feeding them during winter and they're actually um, putting on weight, then you need to adjust the diet. Uh, and that may mean taking out some of the higher energy feed. So if you're feeding a, a, a sweet feed or a pellet or, or grain uh, or adding lots of oil to the diet, you need to start reducing those down just to control body weight. Um, ideally the last thing you take out of a horse's diet um, that is gaining weight is the forage so if you're feeding any of those high energy feeds take them out first um, and then if that's not enough then you can start looking at, at restricting forage intake but um, hopefully over winter you won't ever need to restrict forage intake. Now if your horse is, is, um, is losing weight um, then you need to feed more feed so first of all feed more hay um, and if you're not already doing so, feed some alfalfa hay. Uh, this is assuming that they're not primarily on pasture. Um, if your horse is primarily on pasture and they're losing weight, then then feeding some alfalfa hay in that situation is, is a good idea as well. We just find that alfalfa hay does a great job of, of um, picking those horses up that are losing weight. Um, and if that's not enough, then you can add some high-energy feed to the diets like um, pellets, sweet feeds, oils, um, or high-energy fibres like your sugar beet pulp. Um, and I think here's another tip for you, Glenn. There's a we did also a tip on feeding horses that need to gain weight. Um, so have a listen to that one as well. That gives you a lot more information on actually um, creating diets for horses that need to gain weight. All right, I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I can tell you <laughs> subtle hints here. Uh, I'll leave you with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Keep talking. Just talk for another ten seconds, and I'll, I'll okay. come up with it. All right, so the next thing um, is make sure that the diet is balanced because, as I keep saying, um, an unbalanced diet is not going to give you your horse the best possible chance at um, doing what you need it to do. So in this case, it's maintaining good health and good condition over winter. Number 291. Uh, 
there you go. So have a look at 291 for more information on feeding horses that actually need to gain weight. So if your horse is, is dropping weight over winter, that will be a good one to help you as well. Um, yeah, so feeding a balanced diet and um, to make that really easy, you can go to feedxl.com, um, tell feedxl about your horse and what you're feeding it and it will it will pick up any deficiencies or excesses in the diet that you can then fix to make sure that that, that diet is balanced. On um, FeedXL, they actually do the work for you and on Horse Tip Daily, she makes me do the work. <laughs> Normally, I can just sit here and take a nap and everything, but here she's testing me. <laughs> no, FeedXL.com does do that work for you and, and really, and it would be nice, it probably would be good uh, with FeedXL to go back every three or four months and to update the information on your horse and to see if it's changed uh, with, with what you're currently doing. So, Yeah, I mean, thing, things change constantly. I mean, even during winter, you know, you, your pasture is going to go from, from relatively good quality to average quality to poor quality. And then as you're coming back out of winter, it'll come back to average quality and then good quality. And then if you're lucky, up to excellent quality as you, your climate changes. So you're constantly needing to readjust the diet to, to cope with the climate um, and the changes in pasture or the changes in your hay quality. Um, it's It's never... It's never a set thing where you can go, right, this is what I'm going to feed my horse and just leave it at that because that really, unless your horse is in a stable um, and and the climate doesn't affect it and changes in forage quality aren't really occurring, then that doesn't really work. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Richards. We appreciate that. We hope that helps keep everybody's horse healthy and happy this winter and hopefully we have a mild winter that's what i'm rooting for but they yeah. already had snow in massachusetts where i used to live they had two or three inches the other day and it's like that's way too early for that stuff oh, if, it, if it makes you feel any better we had snow in october here oh, not where geez. i live but but in australia so that i mean that was just really unseasonal so yeah it's, well it's you unfair. enjoy your summertime i will for sure have fun in winter all right thanks dr <laughs> Well, thanks to Dr. Richards again for joining us. She's always a lot of fun, and uh, she, she's very insightful, but she brings a little fun and levity to the program, too, and we like that. And as we said, she is part of the FeedXL family. That's FeedXL.com. And thank you to Equestrian Collections for providing this tip today. Remember, for all your holiday sp money that you got for Christmas, hop on over to EquestrianCollections.com to spend it. They'll have everything you need and want coming into the new year. Well, everybody, we'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe and ride with your helmet. Attached with the strap. Strapped. Thanks. Bye. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 